podcast, we're talking about. Join Tim and Christina Madden, co-founders of Executive Career Upgrades on their podcast, The Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. As an executive in today's highly competitive job market, it can be tough to succeed. However, with Tim's nationally recognized career advice and Christina's mindset expertise, you can reach your full potential. Tune in to upgrade your career and get ahead of the competition. All right, we are live. Welcome to the Executive Corrupt Rates Podcast. I am one of the hosts, Tim Madden. This is the, the better half, Christina Madden. And we help you, right, get the new job, hopefully keep the new job, and then excel at the job. Hey, we go live each week inside the Executive Career Network, the fastest growing Facebook community in, no, on the planet. I don't know. There's 13,000 of us right now. So if you're watching the ECN, let me know in the comments. And we also stream over to our friends on LinkedIn and YouTube. We are monitoring the comments as well. And guess oh, what? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. yeah. We're this live. is my first time ever mm -hmm. streaming live on Instagram. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, shameless plug time. I am at handle the Christina Madden. Some of you know me as Coach Christina Madden. I did change that. It's the Christina Madden, Christina with a K. So head on over there and uh, I'll be going live, you know, every week. And you can catch mindset tips, lifestyle tips, all yeah. things. You Christina. could see how we win at life. Yeah. It's amazing. Head on over. Absolutely. Hey, also, we upload it to everywhere on the internet, specifically Apple and Spotify as well. So if you're listening, here we go again. If you're listening right now on Apple or Spotify, do me a favor, please. We are on a mission. We are on a goal. It is on our big goal map this year that we look at every single day to be one of the top career podcasts in America. Help us out. We would really appreciate you if you go leave us a review only if we give you something that you can use today to help accelerate your career. And we know we will also, hey, share this with a friend or a family member because we know it will help them. Christina, before we get started, I got a couple notes. Well, first, of course, hey, we're talking about layoffs today. We'll get into that in a second. But if you are affected by that, we absolutely want you to go over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast to schedule a free career consultation with our team to see how we can help you. And number two, if you are looking for some free resources to aid or level up in your career, go to execupgrades.com backslash resources. Now, Christina, can you imagine today is January 24th. Do you know that we have had 220 or more high level interviews at ECU that our clients have went on for multiple six figure roles? We have got 18 high level offers. We have 13 pending offers that we are still negotiating. And we just had someone yesterday take over a massive CEO role. That's amazing news. And if you're here listening, I'm really glad you got to hear that news because you don't get a lot of that in mainstream media. You're only hearing about the layoffs. So I'm here to report good news. This is like Donald Trump's good news media app. We have good news for you. People are hiring and people are thriving. Yeah. But to kick us off, and I know you are going to do that. Hey, there have been layoffs. Uh, we have read from many different sources, around 195,000 across many different areas to include, hey, some at Google, Riot Games, some at TikTok, eBay, Amazon, Spotify, and many others. So if you were impacted or you are the one delivering the news, this is going to be a maybe a part A, part B, because we are committed to helping you both today. Would you like to get us started? Yeah. So either either you've been impacted by it or you're being impacted by having to go through laying people off. But there's also like a third bucket. 
The third bucket is for people who have a job, but you are like so scared. Like you're plagued by the thought of, you know, being laid off. It's so scary. People talk about it all the time. I know people with great careers and they're like, oh my God. And so we're going to get into some ways to really think about this and how you can be prepared. So like, because the only thing that's making you insecure and scared is the lack of planning or the lack of really understanding your value. Because once you really dial into that, you can, you know how to pivot and, and fall into, you know, your network and your brand and your connections. You have a great strategy and then you're really fearless um, in your job. Just like my book teaches the fearless executive available on Amazon. So that third bucket of people are, if you're scared and I know a lot of you are. Yeah. Or hey, hey, a lot of people, you know, what's what's weird too. Sometimes. Hello, Instagram. You know, before we get into it, sometimes you kind of know what's coming. And if you know it's coming because revenue's down or you heard from somebody else or you see what's happening inside your organization, that's where fear comes from. Because people just stay focused on that for weeks or a couple months. And that's all they're focused on when really they could just say, hey, maybe now's a good time to update my resume and LinkedIn. Hey, have I been checking in with my network? Have I done this? Have I done the these things? We're going to go over here. But people don't do that. They just stay focused on mm -hmm. like... All of the, oh my God, what if this happens? What if this happens? It's like, what you focusing on that for? I don't know anybody like that. Just, <laughs> just kidding. I literally have to sometimes allow myself go to worst case scenario. Then I can create a plan to sort of like, you know, arm up against that. But, uh, you know, I say that because I want to, you know, humanize this experience a little bit. For many people, that's very real. Um, the worry loop, the negative thinking loop is very, very real. And uh, it will halt everything. And before we get started, because I know you're going to go into, you know, um, a couple things here shortly, but I, I just wanted to say, here's, Hey, here's the first thing I would do. Okay. Whether or not you're, you're on the job seeker at the director above level, or you're the one delivering the news, I would get, I'm sorry. I try to make life easy on myself. I get a mentor. I get a coach. I get with the company that can help me. That's number one. And number two, hopefully that has a community of people going through similar things that I'm going through. Because here's why. Why would you not do that? I know it's so hard for people to ask for help, right? But literally, I was just thinking about it this morning. If you want to get better at shooting a pistol, what are you going to do? Are you going to maybe get an instructor? Maybe shoot some rounds? I'm going to get the best gun, the best ammo. I'm going to go rent out the range. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to hire somebody. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. If you've never been fishing, if you haven't been fishing in a long time, or you've never been an expert fisherman, I would like to go out with the guide. I, mm -hmm. I want to know, hey, where is, where's the secret locations at, right? Where's all the fish at? Where's the, what bait do I use? What fishing line do I use? Why would I want to like randomly go out in the ocean and say, you know what? I'm going to wing it. I'm just, I don't really know. I'm just going to throw some random bait in the water and cruise. Why would you do you that? You know what I think that mindset comes from though, Tim? Hmm. So we got to give people a little grace, people who don't fully understand this um, concept of immediately finding a mentor. I really do think that that mindset comes from failing so many times, right? Being willing to fail. It also comes from, you know, being a uh, entrepreneurial type person, yeah. um, a, a type A personality who wants to be really in control of their outcomes and results. But what Tim is talking about, like, it sounds like common sense, but for the most part, people don't, don't think like this. So take a moment here, 
in this very moment and be like, wait, I could just find people that have more information than I do and ask for help and get help. Like this morning, I was thinking like, what? Because I have somebody in like every area that helps me achieve my goals and hold me accountable. But I have this like lingering low back issue. And I'm like, where can I find a woman who's like 45, 50, went through the low back thing, but has the amount of muscle that I want and overcame it all and healed her back and has a great mindset. I mean, I'm like getting very specific here. If you, if you listen to what I'm saying, like, because you don't want to take any advice from anybody, which is something I was just getting ready to go into. Are you ready? Yeah, let's get started. When this layoff happens, let's say it's happening. Let's say now we're talking about the bucket of people you were impacted. Like you just got the news, like last couple of weeks or whatever. And you're really, really scared. Some of the people that you might be turning to, and it's okay, right? You want to go to your friends and family and lick your wounds and get all the emotional comfort that you can. But the first thing that I encourage you to be thinking about is who am I seeking advice from? Whose narrative am I letting now in my head space? This goes for the bucket of people scared of layoffs as well. But who are we letting in? I just went to a dynamics relationships mastermind and they got very specific around defining the relationships in your life. Okay, what's a friend look like? What am I going to engage with a friend on? What does a business relationship look like? What do I engage with them on? Uh, a colleague or a mentor and you, you can keep going. Carefully define what that looks like and only be letting very relevant, successful people into your space. This is like the most important thing when it comes to now you have to make a big decision on what's next. And a lot of your friends and family are going to feed that fear. They're going to feed the scarcity. They're going to feed the broken beliefs. It's unfortunate, but it's just the truth. You guys know what I'm talking about. So let's be thinking about who's my mentor? Who am I going to get information from now? The second thing is, okay, well, now- I, if, if I can just say, you get what you put your attention on, right? And if you talk to those types of people, right? What are what are, what are they going to say? Do you know what they're going to say? Yeah, Christina, a lot of companies are laying people off right now. Oh my and God, it's you're like, never going to find a job. It's like, it's like, really? Right? Like, do you know how un unemployment's at like almost, you know, it's actually getting tremendously better right now, but people always want to focus on like those negative aspects. And look, it's so easy to do that. We're hardwired as humans to kind of do that. You really have to force yourself over time to always see the positive stuff, but be careful what you're listening to, right? Because if you go to the news, it's going to say, Leia, everywhere is going to say like things are bad when actually we just said, hey, you know, this is a small snapshot, but hundreds of interviews, people getting hired, like all of these things. So just wanted to say, hey, be careful where you put your attention. Anyone that just joined my Instagram, if you have any questions, be sure to drop them. The next thing, okay, you want to watch the negative thinking loop, and I'll take you through an example really quick, and then we're going to get into some more tactical things that we need you to do to then now focus on targeting the next role. Obviously, that's what you guys are probably here for. Mm -hmm. You're like, man, let's solve this financial bleed. Let's, let's, let's just get the job, Tim. Like, oh my God. But these are some things you have to address first, or you're just going to struggle through the entire journey. So we all know we don't want to be in a negative thinking pattern. Now you're going to freak out. You're going to have the fear that's going to happen. Okay. You're going to be scared and fearful and anxious and probably pretty sad if you've been somewhere a long time and you've essentially dedicated your life. Have friends probably. Yeah. Friends. Made an impact. You actually love the job yeah. maybe. 
um, lots of different stories, but we know that thoughts dictate emotions and emotions dictate actions. I'm going to keep this really, really simple. Again, it's in the book if you need it, fearless executive. But if the thought is like, I failed, you know, I'm unworthy, I'm never going to find a job, I suck, you know, whatever. We know what the emotions are going to be, sadness, anger, anxious, whatever it is for you. And then likely what I see as a pattern is then the action, TEA, thoughts, emotions, actions, the action that stems from those poor um, thought loops, poor thoughts, poor, like the, the, the quality of our emotions determine the quality of our outcomes. So that, that emotion is going to create your action. So that could be lashing out at friends or family. It could be, uh, you nothing. don't understand what I'm going through. It could be, yeah, it could be nothing. It could be the, further in the wrong direction with the drinking and the bad habits or whatever. So I just encourage you that thought, you know what it is for you. What I see oftentimes is I failed. Like I epically failed. I'm unworthy. We need to plug that in with at least a neutral thought. I'm not asking you to say, hey, I'm going to get my dream job tomorrow. This is a miracle. This is amazing. Maybe one day you'll be able to get there if you start reprogramming your mind now. But the thought needs to at least be, I am open to new possibility. That is the easiest one to grab for. And most of you can probably get there. So even if you can't fully believe that that you can get another job, I know you can believe that you're open to it. So if we can get you to an open neutral spot, now we can get like some neutral emotions, some maybe excitement for some of you. It could be, I dodged a bullet. That's a popular one in our environment because they start to realize, wait a second, maybe it wasn't a great fit. I was underpaid anyway. Okay. So let's, let's, generate neutral emotions. So now we know we need to be surrounded by the right people, smart, intelligent, accomplished people who have what I want. Two, we're watching our negative thinking. Just watch it, get curious about it. Now it's going to feel challenging because you just lost your job. Um, if that's you, but those are the two most important things Like you can't even tackle the rest of what we're about to talk about. If you don't at least consider those two things. Here's another thing too. just shift your perspective. Right. And what I mean by this is if you were just let go, think about this. There is so much opportunity right now. You could literally work anywhere like you get to choose what's next. And hopefully you can start to get excited about that because really you have two options. Number one, be very upset. We were just let go. And I get it. You might have to take I give you 48 hours and then it's time to get back to work. But our options are really like be upset for a long time that we were laid off or think about the opportunity that you can do next, right? Like it's really up to you and it's really a choice. That's why I force myself every morning because we work with people that wake up in the morning and say things like this, you know, prior to working with us, they wake up and they're like, I'm too old. Who's going to hire me? I know I should have got my master's. I know I should have done this. Do you know how hard you're making it for yourself in the morning? That's why the first thing I do Right. I have this pure green ginger, lemon and cayenne pepper shot. It's a wake up shot to wake me up. And I play. I'm sorry. Hey, LinkedIn. Right. I play Hustling oh, I, by we, Rick Ross. We need a DJ like Grant Cardone. On Alexa. I play Hustling by Rick Ross. I don't know what your anthem is, but everyone has a song, man. Everyone has a song where when you hear it, you feel good. Play that song when you wake up. It already gets me into. I'm like. He's talking about right? every day I'm hustling. Yeah. Yes. So with that, um, drop it in the chat, somebody, we need to hook somebody up with that song. Yeah. <laughs> the other one, Hey, I want to talk about briefly. And then we have a question from the audience, Christina, 
And, All right. um, but first is I love how you said assess finances. Here's why I want you to really pay attention with that and understand your, your severance factors, how much money is coming in. Cause here's the reality. We know a lot of people, even with very high incomes, live paycheck to paycheck. So it can be seem very scary. So you need to know your available credit, what you can do, right? Because here's why there is a lot of people that sometimes wallow in, I've just been let go. And they think they have a safety net because they have 60 days of severance and they have like a little money in the bank or something. But then they don't anticipate. They didn't take the proper action. Six months goes by. Dead alert. And now they hop on the phone with us when, oh, can you help? Like, hey, it's really hard for us to help you if you're losing your house in, you in, in five alert? days. Red alert. You said dead alert. Oh yeah. Red alert. <laughs> Everybody's well, alive, baby. Yeah. Red okay. alert. Right. So like, don't wait too long to potentially get help. But Christina, real quick question from the audience. Okay. And then I'll let you go in. Let's hear it. So we have two, I'll do the shorter one first. What do you do when you are open to a new opportunity and you believe it off in November and things are going slow, things are not going slow in the job market. So here's, I'm just going to keep it real with you. Cause that's what we do on this podcast. If things are slow, it's something about your process. Either you're not branded effectively, you don't have your accomplishments, you're having problems getting in front of people that can actually hire you. Or I have three notes here. Recently, we worked with the CEO, CHRO, and CRO that had a resume and were getting on opportunities, but they couldn't get hired. And they all three specifically said they were having problems communicating their value. And by the way, these are senior leaders. So I don't know if it's for... For you, I don't know if it's your resume or you need help getting on interviews or you are getting on the interviews and you're just not converting them. But one of those problems is, is your problem because things are not slow right now. We had so many people go on interviews um, last week. So, hey, definitely schedule a call with us at execupgrades.com backslash podcast. But, but let's be clear. It, the more times you tell yourself it is slow, the more times that we hear this, it is slow. It will be slow, like whatever you feel and believe and wherever those beliefs are capped, like you are going to experience slowness. You're going to experience slowness in your own mind, in your own reality and in the job search. Doesn't that make mm -hmm. sense? Does that make sense to you guys? Yep. If you feel and think that something is slow or non-existent, it's not going to exist in your reality. So that's why we're here. That's why we're talking about it. Yeah, this is another one too. Not just layoffs. I hope you can share Tim and Christina some insights on how to handle an employment gap of three years. I had some health issues that required surgeries. Everything's fine now. Great. Hey, I'm glad things are fine. I'm running into issues with recruiters. Admit they don't want to move forward due to my employment gap. So, hey, I find it hard to believe that a recruiter told you that they are going to discriminate against you because of your age gap. A recruiter probably wouldn't call you. So know this. Please, everyone, write this down right now. Please write this down. If a recruiter is calling you, they are not calling you to discriminate against you. They are calling you because they perceive you to be qualified. And there is something that you are doing on the phone call, which is having them basically say, I'm sorry. Because think about this. Let's all put our, hey, I know it's easy to blame recruiters, especially in 2024, that recruiters are ghosting me, recruiters are doing this, but let's just... Let's just take a simple step back for a second and say, we are, we are a recruiter. We are in charge of recruiting for a position at my company. Christina, I have a question. Let's go. Are you going to call all the people that you don't think are qualified of who applied to the position just to tell them why they aren't qualified? Me? No. Yeah. Okay. So you would likely only call people that you perceive to be qualified. Would that be accurate? Yes. Okay. But can we just hold space for sure. one second for Absolutely. this? Absolutely. 
some recruiters, and I like to hold people in the highest regard, right? Mm -hmm. And some are great, but some are not so great. Do you, you don't think that maybe a really desperate, low-paid recruiter is just fumbling through a bunch of candidates and making phone calls and offending people and ghosting them? Because I see, I think it's happening. Just hey, leaders at organizations, record all of your outbound calls from your recruiters. Okay. I mean, maybe that's happening, but I would say that- Not a lot, but- yeah. I, I think it is happening though. But that's even more of a reason that even brings me more to a reason that if you can't handle those recruiters mm -hmm. who are untrained, right, then, Hey, what's our option? This is why I personally like, would just what, completely. What's our option? Is it to say it. like, woe is me? Or is it to say, Hey, maybe, maybe I need to skill up. Maybe I need to know how am I going to handle this employment gap? Because the good news is this. Let's think about the positive news for whoever did that comment, right? Positive news. Hey, I still got, I got recruiters calling me. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's positive. Hey, okay. So I have them calling me. I figured that out. But, you know, maybe it's just something I'm doing on the phone call. It's crazy, Christina, that people will come to us and say, man, I, I just don't know what's wrong. And we're like, okay. Are you getting on interviews? Yeah. Are they upward mobility ones that you're excited about? Yeah. Do they come with the increased responsibility? Yeah. Are you making it through the interview process and to final rounds? Yeah. But you're just not getting hired. And they're like, yeah, I just have no idea what's wrong. And I'm like, there is only one thing that's wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Something you are doing on the interview is not allowing or not you doing. or not doing is, is perceiving to not convert that into an offer. So let me be clear. If you're getting on interviews and they're not converting, it is something you are doing or not doing, which is why I'm so glad we have our, the only one to my knowledge, Hey, let me know if you have heard of another program, but to my knowledge, we are the only company that specifically has a interview certification program. So we are going to make sure that you go through all of the stages of the interview. You know how to do the beginning, the middle, the end. You know how to overcome objections. You know how to deal with salary. You know how to deal with all of this stuff. And we do not let you pass until you are green, green, green all the way down. Because if you don't go through that, we don't know what's wrong. We don't know what's wrong on the interview. You know, I don't know. Is it how you showed up? Are you living in a dungeon? Do you have a dingy shirt on? Or maybe you do communicate well, you know, like we never know. Sorry, I'm going on a rant. I need to be quiet. Guys, this really does happen. People does. like not even, you know, having like an understanding of on-camera presence, not knowing what to wear. Well, it was you can head over to my Instagram because now I'm giving outfits of the day for a successful women. We just had a CEO that was laying in bed, remember? You're a CEO, you're laying in bed with a t-shirt on, with a backwards hat, going on an interview, wondering why no one's gonna hire you. I just don't know why. I don't know why. But let's rewind back to this uh, back to the recruiter comment just for one second, because likely one of the things a very desperate job seeker is going to do is immediately try to connect with as many recruiters as they can. And you also might find yourself scheduling a lot of time with recruiters. I, I get it. Like we were recruiters. Tim is a very accomplished recruiter. But just consider this for a second. If it were me, and I, we didn't discuss talking about this or anything, I'm just going off the cuff here, but... I would completely avoid it. Like one of our things here is like, we completely focus on going around mid-level management, around recruiters. Like, let's just dodge that because again, the top 1% might be really amazing and find you a great job with a great fit. Um, but you can already see like in that comment, like you're, you're giving away so much control 
when you decide to even entertain a conversation with a recruiter. And if you are as successful as I think you are, because you're listening to my podcast, I assume I attract like the most successful badass people in the world, right? I assume, like I'm telling you this because I wanna protect what, what you're about to go through. Um, and so what happens is these recruiters, oh my gosh, we're on, we're on LinkedIn, we love you guys, we love recruiters, but yeah. like we all know that recruiters are gonna, there's internal ones, there's external ones, and they're collecting as many candidates as possible. Like that is their job. So now you're becoming a number. Now we're playing Russian roulette, okay? They don't, they're not really connected with like the decision maker. They're probably working on job orders from written who knows when. And so it might feel like you're getting somewhere, but you're really not. And then you're ghosted. It was a low quality situation. God forbid you're flying all around. And, yeah. and, and how many situations have happened? This happened recently, two months ago. Someone pinged you or me and sent us a personalized video on LinkedIn that was very nice. And we said, hey, we need to meet this person. So we're one of the fastest growing companies in America. We do this. Why wouldn't other people? Especially for all of the people that the decision makers out there that are struggling because they can't find the right people. Like you owe it to yourself. Like if you're qualified, go get yours in the marketplace. Business owners have to do it. Executives have to do it, right? They have to go out there, make it happen, get in front of the people they need to sell them on their ideas or products or services. You are a product as well. You need to get in front of people that can actually hire you. Now, okay, we have a follow-on question. I want to make sure we get this answered. She basically said, hey, the recruiters are saying I haven't updated my resume. So here's how to handle this with employment gaps, okay? Let me tell you. So ring, ring, recruiter answers. Hey, Tim, hey, I was just looking at your resume and I noticed it hadn't been updated for the past, you know, let's do six months first. Absolutely. Hey, for the past six months, I've been working on my self-development. I've been interviewing with lots of exciting companies, and I'm really excited to talk to you about this opportunity. Hey, can you tell me what are you really looking for? Already taking charge of the interview. And thank you to Miss Janet Sellers, who said the interviewer controls the questions, but we, baby, we control the answers, yes. right? So, hey, if it's been a big gap, that's okay. Hey, for the past three years, I took some time to take care, you know, of, of, of a family member or, hey, I took the past three years to take care of myself, right? I had something going on. It has been resolved. I'm healthy. I'm ready to get back to work. Also, I've worked on a lot of my own self-development. I've taken these, these courses. Um, here's a list of my accomplishments. Hey, I'd love to learn more about how I can help your organization. Maybe I'm a marketer. I would love more to talk about how I could help your organization reduce your ad costs on digital ads across all platforms, right? So we can drastically increase revenue. So, hey, tell me, what are you really looking for? No one's going to say. He's the master at that question. You get that question a lot. Yeah, gaps. Like, how do I, how do I talk about it? It's not that big of a deal, guys. Like, Well, here's the thing. You just have to practice. You have to know. It doesn't come. And are you confident in saying it? And you need to pack as much personal value as you can exactly. into that time as well. Especially if you lead them with a big accomplishment, right? Hey, because for whoever said that, and sorry, it says LinkedIn user. Here's one example that I have for you. Okay. Right. So it, Tom Brady is retired, right? Okay. He's retired. Okay. I got a question for you. If he's been retired a year, if in two years, Denver needs a quarterback and they want to play him a hundred million dollars. Hey, are they going to care that Tom Brady has not been a quarterback? In I three years? love that example. Let's be honest. No, they are not going to care. 
Okay. But the, the thing is you need to learn how to specifically handle that. And why so, is it bothering you so much? Like, why is it making you so insecure this gap? You have to really like ask yourself that because like real life saying, happens. Yeah. People get in, Hey, um, people get in car accidents. People have some scares with health. People have to have different things happen to them. Welcome to life. Right. It's no different than you, you, you know, when someone, you know, a female gets pregnant, she's likely taken off however many months. This is just a normal occurrence of life. I don't think, and think about this. If you're listening to this podcast, you've likely been in the workforce 20 years. So we're talking about, hey, out of 23 years, right, two or three of them, we, we had something happen where we had to take some time off. Should you let that, you know, alleviate the other 20 years of like successful accomplishments you've had? No. Hope that helps. Christina, moving forward, they probably want to, hey, you've just been laid off, right? You probably want to, you know, hey, who is in your network? And who are you letting in? And who are you letting in, right? So we probably want to connect with our network. And we don't want to say, hey, Christina, do you know anyone who's hiring? I just got laid off. It's horrible. I'm crying every day. Probably not the best. How about this approach? Okay. Hey, Christina, it's been a while since we connected and worked at Microsoft. I remember the last project we worked on was this. That was crazy. Hey, I see you're over at Cisco now. It's been a while. Hey, when do you, when do you have 15 minutes to have a cup of coffee virtual with me? That's it. Not asking you for anything. Not asking you for anything. Here's how the conversation goes, and then we'll move forward. We have many episodes on this. Go check us out. Executive Group Rates Podcast, right, on Spotify or Apple. We've got many on this. And then here's how the conversation goes. How you been? How's the family? How's work? How's Cisco? How's this? How's this? Then you move into, hey, how can I help you? And then maybe here's how you might be able to help me. Give, 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 give jab. Okay. <laughs> Go check out previous ones. Hey, it's probably a good idea to update your resume and LinkedIn profile if you haven't recently. Okay. And Hello, while you're in transition, man, work on your skills. Get better. Read a book on marketing. Read a book on sales. Take a $99 Udemy course. But again, I would really suggest hooking up with a mentor and hooking up with the community of people on the same journey. It literally makes things a thousand times And easier. never stop that because you always want to have an army of advocates. Mm -hmm. Never stop that. Then we want to talk about brand, branding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I said immediately, update it. Okay, you did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I must have been too focused on my lovely Instagram followers over here. Okay, so we talked about that. We had a couple questions that came through. So mm -hmm. we're so we're done with that. We've got, we know we have to brand, but it's not just the resume. You you touched on LinkedIn and posting and brand relevance. Yeah, well, we didn't talk about posting, but hey, great questions here. My biggest question is how do I improve the process to get better visibility? David, I love this question. Mm -hmm. So hey, number one, I want to make sure, David, that when people hit my LinkedIn profile, and please click on my profile right now and just see how it's laid out. Now, of course, we sell career services and products and services to help people. But think about this, David, you are a product as well. You know, so when I say you're a CTO, I'm just ma making something up. When I hit your profile, do I know within like five seconds that you're a CTO? Do I know within a couple seconds that I see your value of the teams you've led, the problems you've solved, the, the money you've made companies, the, the risk you've reduced, the cost you've reduced? Are you in a professional, you know, you're a CTO. Hey, we, we hire a CTO for exec upgrades. We probably want them to look sharp, right? We probably want them to have a professional picture. We probably want them to have a professional background. So number one, your brand on LinkedIn is very important. Now, most people are not good at writing about themselves to sometimes include Tim Madden. 
So go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. We do resumes in LinkedIn here with our branding team. They are amazing. So number one, make sure you're positioning yourself like I am a valuable piece of product. Okay. So number one, make sure you're branded effectively. And then number two, start sharing your career advice on LinkedIn. Here's what I mean. If you're a CTO, what do you think is on CEO's minds right now? Do you think they're doing any technological challenges, right? Do you think they're trying to save money, reduce risk, train their people faster on their technology team, right? Implement AI. Are they implementing AI? So it's really like, how can I give value to the marketplace, to my own LinkedIn network, which in turn, here's what always happens. You get contracts. Hey, Bob. I noticed you were affected by this layoff. We have a 90 day contract. Would you like to come in? So that is one easy way to get visibility. Make sure you're branded effectively and create value for what you do. Because most of the time you overthink like, yeah, I'm a CTO. This is easy. You just have to do all this and all this and all this. Guys, a, C a COO does not know that. A CFO doesn't. A CEO doesn't. You're a technological expert. So, hey, give your value to LinkedIn. I assure you it will come back to you. Hope that helps. Um, a question for you, Christina, and then we'll go into what employers should do. Okay. You're right. Things are slow. One thing I found to keep myself busy without a header, he, he would go to the home office Monday through Friday as if I was working and start my search. LinkedIn is a great resource. I would see what company has opportunities and then reach out to connections I have on LinkedIn and see if they have an employee referral program. This helps get your resume from this. Absolutely. Corey, another one more step I would do, I would say, hey, if I know this company's hiring, right, who is the potential decision maker? If they're hiring for a VP of information technology, Corey, you probably know it's one of the C-suites. You could very quickly identify them by going to the company page, search who works there, type in CTO. Absolutely. And I noticed too, uh, just a great point, being in the home office Monday through Friday as if you're working, that Ooh. you guys, you have to treat this mm -hmm. job search like it's a job. Yep, absolutely. You want to go into for employers? Because I know this is challenging too. Hey, you don't want, first off, no one likes, well, typically the people we meet, they don't like letting people go for any reason. Like some people, like even if it's extremely poor performance, they still dread letting people go. So I could only imagine if you have to, you know, cut 20, cut 50, cut a hundred, or maybe you're one of those executives that has to deliver to, you know, a large team, right. Of cutting, you know, that many Christina, what are some advice you have? Say you're the CHRO, you are the one in charge. You're hopping on a zoom call. Ooh, you see those big zoom calls on TikTok, right? 700 people. And for, you know, if, uh, yes, I'll give you some thoughts, but full transparency. I'm not going to even act like I've been in, in, in that hot seat. I have never had to jump on a zoom call with hundreds of people, not even, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever let go more than one person at a time. So that's just my full transparency there. But what I know about building a business and having to understand very quickly who can be in and who can be out, um, and having to sort of learn how to fire faster, if you will. Um, I do know that it requires, me to keep my mind in check and no, there's no surprise here that I would go back to my mindset around it. Mm -hmm. Um, so now we want to talk about clearly communicating, compassionate communication, empathy, um, and going into it with that energy. So treating people like, Hey, like treat it like it's your dad, your mom, your sister, you're going into it with a high level of compassion and empathy. Um, 
to protect the integrity of, uh, of the entire situation. So um, I would also invest in outplacement services like what we do here at ECU. I'm hoping that- um, That'd be very nice. We've done yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. We've it's, done that for a few large, large organizations because now they can be in good hands um, to get the branding under control, get the networking have under control. Have a plan. Control. Yeah. That really helps. Imagine, so hope, hopefully there's a budget for that. Yeah. Yeah. If not, hey, make a budget because likely these employees worked hard for you for many years, right? So like be sure they're taken care of with something, you know, because of their contribution, right? It's just you you owe it to them. You, you really do. And it helps alleviate so much stress. And here's another thing. I won't hit you with all the stats. The last thing you want if you're an executive at that company is... 800,000 negative glass door reviews, Google reviews, all of those things, right? Those can tremendously hurt your brand. So you, this needs to be a super delicate, well thought out process. Otherwise it could really hurt you really bad. You've seen that too on social media. And, there, and there's courses available on this as well. Mm -hmm. I would love to have one one day. Um, I'm sure- We need to create one. There, yeah. there, there's probably- uh, Yeah. Well, if I throw out some names that you know, there would be my competitors, but I think like Corn Fairy has probably mm -hmm. some mm -hmm. some courses that you can take on how to deliver this, how to do this, you know, specifically in, like actual verbiage, actual verbiage. So you're not trying to create it yourself. There's probably some really mm -hmm. useful scripting. And then beyond that. So now you've been empathetic. Now you've been compassionate. Now you've educated yourself on how to do it. Um, you've provided outplacement services. You've done everything that, that you can do. Outside of that, your um, commitment is to the organization. And so to further support your mindset is staying focused on the uh, the mission and vision of the organization, you know, well, moving forward. Exactly. And I want to touch on that as we wrap up, Christina. But we talked about transparent communication, right, being important, right, as they transition and outplacement services and delivering the message the right way. But here's here's like all of the other things. Now you need to reevaluate the organizational goals, mm. right? Now you need to think about, hey, who's staying and how can we make sure that we boost their morale? Because a lot of the people are staying at these different companies, right? And how can we continue to try to salvage or continue to build a positive culture as we just let go of 10% of our workforce, right? How can we keep people engaged? So we're focused on continuous improvement. So a lot of people think like they only dread like, the immediate thing, which is like, oh man, like I have to let these people go. First off, why would you even think like that in hindsight? Like poor those people who are getting let go, like you're just the one delivering it. But number two, people only get focused on that. They don't focus on like, how can we help these people? And then number two, what do we do with everyone who's left? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you do have to consider the impact on those people as well, exactly. right? I mean, your what type of support are you going to give them? Your commitment, and hey, maybe in some cases, maybe it's people who maybe should have been let go. I don't know. There's a lot of different scenarios out there, but it could actually improve the culture in some situations. Good. Yeah, depending on. So be prepared for that. And again, there's probably great courses out there available. I really wish I could drop one in the chat for you guys. Have to make one. Um, but but how? Target. Yeah. So how to approach the situation? This is great. Yeah, we'll put it on the whiteboard. How to approach the situation, and then how to protect the morale of the the uh, the uh, battlefield that's mm -hmm. left over, <laughs> the bloody battlefield after a layoff. Any final comments, Christina? As we wrap up. No, guys. I mean, my biggest hope for you is that you continue to believe in yourself, 
dial in your skills and continue to have a positive mindset despite any life circumstance. So whether that's a layoff, a divorce, financial ruin, whatever, like you can make a comeback. And my hope is that everybody can continue to do that and thrive and thrive in every area of your life, despite these, um, mm -hmm. you know, unforeseen circumstances. So as always, Hey, if you need help in your career, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. If you want some resources, go to execupgrades.com backslash resources until next week. Have a great day, everyone. Instagram.